What great, great young people and us older people, we're great too, right? Am I right, guys? We're great too, because he who's least in the kingdom of heaven is really the greatest, the Bible says, and we're 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 here to serve the greatest among you are the servants of all. And we we just believe in serving one another and loving one another and and being patient with one another. I think that's lacking in the world. We're, we're not patient enough to really give people space and give people time to grow and evolve. And yeah. and God's working in in his timing. Right. We take care of the trusting. He takes care of the timing. Amen. But there really is nothing more important than reaching the young people to call the East camps. It's just, just my word for them. It's not what the kids want to be called, but I call it um, champ camp and little champ camp. <laughs> you know, since it's champion youth, right? Champion youth camp. So that's champ camp. And then, you know, the, the younger kids ages three to 11, three to 12, uh, little champ camp. So get your kids signed up for little champ camp because it starts tomorrow. Amen. And Jesus said, right, he said in one of our all time favorite verses in Matthew, chapter 19, verse 14. But Jesus said, let the children come to me, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And I. I, I start with that verse because I want to visit and revisit a passage of scripture that we went over in the past few couple of months or or so. But in Matthew, chapter 11, verse 25 through 30, and I want to read this to you from the Message Bible. Of course, this chapter or this passage ends with, you know, take my yoke upon you, Jesus saying my yoke is easy, my burden is light. But I want to read this to you in the message translation. And I want to give you some takeaways with this passage that you can practically take home with you. Beginning in verse 25, again, in the message translation, it says abruptly Jesus broke into prayer. So let me just read through this and then we'll come back to this. Abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer, praying, thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You've concealed your ways from sophisticate from sophisticates. Come on, who's who's been a sophisticate? It's time to be a, a, a more humble cat. Cool cat, humble cat. Don't be a sophisticate. He said, you've concealed your ways from the sophisticates and the know it alls. Anybody ever meet somebody like that? Anybody ever been somebody like that? He said, you've hidden your ways from the know it alls. But spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. That's us. Yes, father, that's the way you like to work. Now, notice this is a conversation between Jesus and the father. And he goes on to say, then Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. And said, the father has given me all these things to do and to say, this is a unique father son operation coming out of father and son intimacies coming out of father and son intimacies 
and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. He said, but I'm not keeping it to myself. Somebody's got to say amen for that. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Anybody here willing to listen? And notice what he says to anybody willing to listen. Are you tired? Are you worn out? We've all been there. We might be there right now. Are you burned out on religion? I am. This isn't religion. This is a relationship with God. I'm so tired of religion that turns into politics and religion that turns into oppression and religion that turns into control and religion that turns into manipulation and religion that brings shame and fear to people, religion that tries to tell people what they're doing wrong, and condemn and condescend and accuse and all of that. The religious Pharisees, the self-righteous Jesus said, aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of these guys bossing you around, telling you what to do, but they don't ever do anything. They tell you to give, but they don't give. They tell you to serve, but they don't serve. They tell you to we see we we're tired of that. We're not into that. The, the, our staff, our team, our greatest leaders are our greatest servants. We're here to serve. He said, aren't you? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Religion is man's effort. I'm, I said I was going to read all the way through. All right. Back to <laughs> Come to me. He said, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. What an what an amazing passage of scripture. Do you see guilt here? Because I don't. Do you see Jesus putting shame on anybody? Because I don't. Do you see Jesus condescending towards anybody or criticizing anybody or accusing anybody or condemning anybody or shaming anybody? No, all I see here is tenderness. All I see here is kindness. All I see here is empathy. All I see, see here is love. Consider for a moment, will you, what kind of man invites you to come and find rest with him? Consider what kind of man this is. I don't want us to ever forget what kind of man he is. Sometimes we read the Bible and we forget the kind of man who's talking to us. We forget the kind of 
man who died for us. We forget the kind of man who rose from the dead. Oh, sir. Sure. We know it's Jesus. It's, he's Lord. He's king. He's the son of God. We know all these things. He died on the cross. He said it is finished. We know these things. But consider what kind of man stands at the door and knocks. Consider what kind of man this is. If we had to describe him, if you ask me why I love him, if you ask me what I see in him. If you ask me why I serve him, I'll tell you what the Shulamite bride said about him in the Bible in Song of Solomon, chapter five. And I'll read it to you very quickly or very simply in verse 10 through 16 in the Passion Translation. It says he alone, she says about him. So I'm asking the question, consider for a moment what kind of man this is. It offers you rest. Consider for a moment what kind of man this is that says, come to me. Consider what kind of man this is. If it was some creep saying, come to me, we'd block him. We'd get rid of him. We'd stay away from him. We'd run the other direction. Come on. Can anybody say amen? amen? This isn't some creep. This isn't some Pharisee. This isn't some self-righteous man. This isn't some weak man. This isn't some some man who's not sure who he is. This isn't some man who's not sure who he's about. This isn't some man who's uncertain about who he loves. He loves this girl. He loves you. You are this girl. You are this guy. Jesus is this man to you. Consider for a moment what kind of man this is. That bids us to come. That welcomes us to come find rest and be a part of the father son operation. Yeah. What kind of man is he? He alone is my beloved. Verse 10 says in the Passion Translation, he shines in dazzling splendor, yet is so approachable. You know, Christians aren't always approachable. Preachers aren't always approachable. I know I haven't always been approachable. I'm working on it. But Jesus is dazzling in such dazzling splendor and yet so approachable. And notice what kind of man he is without equal. As he stands above all others. He's not standing above them, looking down on them. He's just above them because his stature, his stature is at such another elevated level. We can't even capture in this passage of scripture. Outstanding among 10,000 is, is 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 simply human words trying to grasp the majesty of this man. The way he leads me is divine. His leadership so pure and dignified as he wears his crown of gold. Upon this crown are letters. Letters of black written on a background of glory. Jesus is so glorious, so majestic that he leaves behind him in the background all this glory that is still 
behind. The Bible says Isaiah said, I saw the train of his robe, such glory. There was such majesty, his the robe of his of the, the, the tail of his robe was so glorious and so majestic and the cloud of glory filled the room where they were ministering and they couldn't even stand. They couldn't even stand up because of the glory that was in the room, because of the presence of this man who invites you to come to him. The train of his robe filled the temple. Wow. His robe has a train. You understand locomotives can be coming behind him. There's so much glory coming. There's so much glory in the background. Just he leaves just the residue of Jesus presence is enough to heal you. The residue of this man is enough to deliver you. The residue of this man is enough to fall in love with him the rest of your life. The residue that he leaves in the background is so glorious that it outdoes anything this world could do, anything any human could do, any glory man could make, any glory man can imagine. Jesus is so far beyond it that even his robe leaves a residue of glory in the background that he's not even back there anymore, but his glory's still there. And anybody that got in Peter's shadow, the Bible says, they looked to get in his shadow and they were healed. They took handkerchiefs of Paul. They took handkerchiefs to the Apostle Paul and they rubbed it on his body and then put it on their sick loved one and people were getting healed. That's the background of glory we're talking about. Jesus had already risen from the dead and he left behind in the background so much glory that it was enough to cast out demons. It was enough to heal the sick. It was enough to raise the dead. It was enough to ca to, to, ca to catapult you into the greatest days that any human being could ever experience. Let me tell you something. Your better days are coming. The better days are coming because even just in the background of Jesus is glory beyond description. Like we used to sing that song, you are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. Such glory beyond comprehension. Like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can match your infinite wisdom? Who can match your infinite love? I stand in awe of you. Or we used to sing, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are God. You're all together lovely. This is the Jesus that needs to be introduced to this world. Yes. He goes on to say. He sees everything with pure understanding, you know, we don't understand it all, but he sees it all 
with pure understanding. How beautiful his insights without distortion. His eyes rest upon the fullness of the river of revelation flowing so clean and pure. You know, you know. A person has a revelation of something in the Bible when it's clean, when it's pure, when it's when it leaves a sweet fragrance. But when it condemns and when it judges it, it's not being read the right way. The Bible, you see, is a roadmap to a person. The Bible is a roadmap to a person. Every book in the Bible is a roadmap to Jesus. When we read the Bible in some other way than than it being a roadmap to Jesus, then we are misinterpreting the whole thing. It's a roadmap leading to a person because Christianity is not a book of rules. It is a relationship with the greatest being in the universe who stands. Outside of time, he's in time, but he is also out of time. It's like the person who made this phone. Is outside of this phone. Because the maker of the phone is greater than the phone. Right. Imagine this phone is time. And God made time. God doesn't fit inside of the thing he made. He's too big for that. Now, he is so big that he's actually in the thing he made, but he's beyond the thing that he made. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. What a man. The son of God, the son of man. The man, there's many places in the Bible that it talks about Jesus being a man, but we forget what kind of man he is. Sometimes we think of a. a innocent shepherd with a sheep on his back. Let me tell you something about Jesus. He's carrying a whole lot more than just one of us (laughs) on his back. Aren't you glad? I was in an airport last week, an escalator. You know how those escalators, they're not like 10 foot escalators where it's just really gradual. It's like it's like this steep that you almost have to be strapped in. (laughs) And I had to get up to the top with my bag. And it's really steep again. And so I'm about halfway up and this lady. Was in front of me above me by about five feet. At least that's where she started when she began to fall. (laughs) And this lady is falling and my life is flashing before my my eyes. 
I weigh about 180 pounds. She was all of that times one and a half to two. And that's not to criticize her. That's just to tell you the danger zone I was in. Plus, she had two bags. We're like this and she starts tumbling. I'm like, I can get out of the way and save myself. <laughs> but she's definitely going to die. Like I, I'm telling you, it was all now slow motion. She's definitely dying. I'm going to reach my destination so I can save souls. <laughs> I'm having this conversation like she's falling in slow motion. And I'm having this conversation of my ways of escape. But I'm telling you, as sure as I can, as sure as I'm standing here, this is exactly what happened. She came full weight into me. I grabbed a hold of the railing on the right. I already had my bag in my left hand. I could only hold the railing with my right hand. And I'm you know, I'm not too I'm 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 not too weak for my age, but I'm not strong enough for that much weight going in that direction at that velocity. <laughs> I'm holding on for dear life and she is all up in me. And I'm like moving, like trying to just get all oh, of my shoulders about to pull. It's already my arms about to come out of my socket and she's rolling, she's pushing. And it's like she just keeps pushing. Just more of her keeps coming and keeps coming. And, and then her bag starts to fall. And I'm like, let her bag go, let her bag go, let her bag go. But I put my foot out and I catch her bag. I'm talking twister times a million times 10 gazillion. And with all my might, I'm telling you, with all my might, I'm holding on. This is a long escalator. I'm not exaggerating. This has taken at least this long since I started this story. And she keeps trying to fall further and I just keep pushing, 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 holding her up, holding her up, holding her up. Finally, I get my feet right and I, I don't let go because I let go and now we're both dying. <laughs> Finally, we reach the top. Her husband's at the top watching. You know, escalators go slow enough that you can actually walk back down. He wasn't walking down. He's got his bags in his hand and he's just waiting for a miracle. As we as we get to the top, he grabs her and her bags and I'm standing there. Frozen. Can't move a muscle. I'm still gripping the escalator handle. And they walk away. (laughs) 
I saved your life and your wife. And I'm not looking for any money. I'm not looking for a reward. But, you know, she was going to die. So thank you would have been a great word. But we're like that lady. And Jesus is always catching us. And he's always supporting us. And he's always preventing us from falling so far that it ruins and destroys us. The least we can do is realize, first of all, he doesn't just catch one person at a time. He catches all of us at one time. His arms so wide he can fit all of humanity in them. His heart so big that it can be like a one on one love relationship with each and every person. His feet so firm and planted that you can never fall beyond his ability to keep you, to hold you, to reach you. What kind of man is this that says, come to me? He doesn't say, come near me. He says, come to me. Don't he doesn't say come close, but not too close. He says, come to me. Not one or two or a few of us, all who are weary. All who are burdened. What kind of man is this? Looking at his gentle face. The scripture goes on to say in Song of Solomon five, I see such fullness of emotion like a lovely garden where fragrant spices grow. No one speaks words so anointed as this one, words that both pierce and heal words like lilies dripping with myrrh. Of course, myrrh is what Jesus was embalmed in the oil that he was embalmed in for his burial. His words dripping with myrrh. See how his hands hold unlimited power. But he never uses it in anger, for he is always holy, displaying his glory. Remember in John 13, I want I want to finish this in a moment. But in John 13, it says, And when Jesus knew that the father had given him all of the world and everything in it. When Jesus knew that all power had been given to him by the father in in John 13, I believe it's verse two or three, when Jesus knew that all authority had been given to him, he didn't take a bow. He didn't take a victory lap. When Jesus knew in John chapter 13, he knew that the father had given him all power, all unlimited authority. When he knew that, given all things into his hands, he knew the father had given all things into his hands. He did not take a victory lap. He did not take a bow. 
it says in verse four and taking a towel. He began to wash the disciples feet. Who is this man? What kind of man is this that is saying, come to me? all who are. It's one thing if a good guy says, come to me, all that are weary. But this isn't just a, a good guy. This is he who has been given all things into his hands, all power, all authority over every name that is named. He is the Lord of heaven. He is the Lord of earth. He is the Lord of everything under the earth. He is the Lord of all of the universe. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's washing his disciples feet. What kind of man is this? Behold, what manner of love is this that we should be called the sons of God? See how his hands hold unlimited power. But he never uses it in anger. His innermost place is a work of art so beautiful and bright. How magnificent and noble is this one covered in majesty. He's steadfast in all that he does. I just want you to see this. He's steadfast in all that he does. What a man. His ways are the ways of righteousness. Come on, let, let us let us all see these verses. If you guys have them, put it up back there. His innermost place is a work of art so beautiful and bright. His ways are the ways of righteousness based on truth and holiness. None can rival him. But all. Will be amazed by him. Most sweet. Are his kisses, even his whispers of love. He is delightful in every way and perfect from every viewpoint. If you ask me why. I love him so. It's because there is no one like him. Everything about him fills me with holy desire. And now he is my beloved. My friend forever. Take note of what kind of man. Consider what kind of man this is that is saying, come to me. Come to me. It's not join a religion. Come to me. The person, the man, not just any man, this man, not just any man, this man of Song of Solomon, this man who all the whole universe fits in his hands. When you go back to. This passage in. Verse 
28 of Matthew 11. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you recover your life. Earlier, he says no one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. I want to wrap this up with these thoughts, because he says. Towards the end of this passage, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is God's unmerited love and favor. Grace is God's indispensable, uh, uncomprehendable, unfathomable love and kindness and goodness that he has towards us. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What are these unforced rhythms of grace that will cause us to live life lightly and freely? Well, if you look back at verse 25, it says abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer and said, thank you, Father. I want you to see there is a certain rhythm that you can live by. There is a certain rhythm, uh, a, as he describes it here, an unforced rhythm. Wow, we can live this relationship with God in an unforced rhythm of grace. And how do we do that? It starts by interrupting our day. With prayer. You, if you want to walk in this unforced rhythm, interrupt the moment you're in with prayer and notice what kind of prayer Jesus prays. Notice the first words Jesus uses when he prays. He says, thank you, Father. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you just say, thank you, Father, you just prayed a great prayer. You just moved this universe with those three words. Thank you, Father. You're drawing to God. You're realizing he's near you. You realizing he's your father and you're setting your mind on gratitude and you're setting your mind on a, the kind of relationship with God that he wants to have with you, a father son or a father daughter operation. Can anybody say amen? amen. Notice how he interrupts. He abruptly he just interrupts whatever's going on around him and abruptly Jesus breaks into prayer and the way he prays is thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Before he's anything, he's father. Jesus goes on to say he's Lord of heaven. He's Lord of earth. But he starts with thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, yeah, he's Lord of heaven. Oh, yeah, he's Lord of earth. Oh, yeah, he's Lord of all. Oh, yeah, he's King of kings. But Jesus starts out with thank you, Father, because before he's anything, first he's father. Before he's anything, first he's father. Before he's anything, first he's father. Behold, what manner of love is this that the father has bestowed such love upon us that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Father. Interrupt your Sunday afternoon when you get home and just abruptly break into prayer. Thank you, Father. When you're going through a trial, break into prayer. Thank you, Father. When you feel like you're the lowest you've ever been, just break abruptly. Break. Don't ease into it. Abruptly break into it. Break right into prayer. Thank you, Father. 
Man, the devil's accusing you and the devil's trying to beat you and somebody's lying about you. Thank you, Father. Man, you need to have a rude interruption in your day and just abruptly interrupt whatever's going on around you and just pray. Thank you, Father. And he says he broke into prayer. And when he breaks into prayer, prayer is going to break into heaven. Heaven's going to break into your situation. Heaven's going to break into your earth. Heaven's going to break into your life. Heaven's going to break into your morning, break into your evening, break into your Monday, break into your next year, break into your last year. He's going to go back and fix some things from years ago and then bring them to you in the future. And you're going to enjoy the things you thought you were going to lose out on. But he's going to restore. Look at how simple the rhythm of grace is divine simplicity. He says in verse 25, thank you, Father, that you're not you're not showing these things to the sophisticates and the know-it-alls. He's like. You spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. Woo. I want you to see one last thing, because I have several, but we're out of time. But interrupt your day. Interrupt your life abruptly with prayer. At any time when you're going through it, when you're not going through it, interrupt your doldrums, interrupt your game you're playing on your phone during church, interrupt that stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Interrupt it with thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Live simple, live a revived life of simplicity. Just. Thank you for revealing these things to the simple, to the humble, to the ordinary people like me, Lord. And then the rhythm of grace includes radical dependence. Jesus says Jesus example of complete dependence upon the father. This rhythm encourages us to live a life of radical dependence on God, trusting him fully in all circumstances and relying on his strength and wisdom rather than our own. It's radical dependence. Jesus is radically dependent upon the father and we must learn to be radically dependent upon the father for everything. And we will see so much good and rest and peace and joy in our lives. The Holy Spirit's at work in your life. Let's stand together. The Holy Spirit's at work in your life right now. I just want us to say. Thank you, Father. Come on, just say thank you, Father. Let's abruptly break into prayer with thank you, Father. Say this. I'm going to abruptly break into prayer. At various times in my day. For the rest of my life. And thank you, Father. Is enough. Thank you, Father. It's enough to start with and it's enough to end with. 
In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, somebody say it. Thank you, Father. Everybody say it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, I can't hear you. He hears you, but I can't hear you. Thank you, Father. Woo! If you've never received Jesus into your life, come to the Father through Jesus today. Pray this prayer. Everybody pray this with us. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus into my life. Jesus is the Son of God. He died for sin, including mine, and he rose from the dead. And I receive the gift of eternal life through the grace of God. By grace am I saved through faith in Jesus finished work of the cross. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we all prayed it today. But if you prayed it for the first time on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three quickly right where you're standing. God bless you. God bless you right here. 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 Come on, somebody. God bless you right here. Who else? Put your hand up now. God bless you over here. Come on. Who else? God bless you right here. Come on. Let me see your hand. God bless you over here. You guys that are watching wherever you are globally in our family, you're part of our family, too. God bless you. Congratulations. If you if you prayed that prayer for the first time with us, then I want you to do something and download this book that is available to anyone for free. It's my gift to you, the power of a new life. It's the next steps. You can download it anywhere in the world for free. And if you're here in the building, one of our team members is looking for you. If you had your hand up so they can give you this. Congratulations. Can we give these people a big round of applause? The Bible says all the angels in heaven rejoice when one soul is saved. Hey, parents, get your kids signed up for kids camp. Little champ camp starts tomorrow morning. Get them signed up if you need some money because you can't sign them up because you don't have the money. Let us know and we'll get your kids signed up some some way, somehow go out to our table and find out if you need prayer for anything else. One of our team members will be in the front to pray for you. God bless. Love you guys.